0: Welcome back to yet another episode of CORE, the Management Consulting Podcast, here with your host, Kelly. Uh, Today's episode, you would see by the title is Business Culture Part 2, because you guys are really, really loving the business culture episode that I did a very long time ago, and so I want to do that, but touch on slightly different things and look at it from a slightly different perspective. So, in today's episode of The Business Culture, we'll be looking at an unpublished model from Professor S.A. Burnton Shawgun. And it's all about how behaviors, which come from both your employee and your employer, affect your performance and your long term strategic objectives of your organization. So in here, there is seven different main categories. There are four that are involved with employees and the desired, all the different aspects of their desired behaviors to get your performance. And then there's three that come from the employer. So those are the ones we're gonna be looking at because they're the ones that how you do those and how the way in which you complete those things or do those things can be seen as your business culture so we'll look i'll first say all seven and then we will look more in depth on the three that come from the employer so the full seven are organizations values so obviously that's very very closely linked to my previous episode on the values and how that is portrayed as the business culture rewards organisation design, so those are all part of the organisation or the employer's half of getting those desired behaviours. And then on the employee side, you've got the employee involvement, individuals, uh, the, their own values, you've got the wor- workforce commitment, so how committed they are to doing their role and doing it well, and then the capabilities, so obviously that's the skills of your employees. If you would like me to go further in depth on the employee side, then let me know. Either uh, flip me a DM on my social media or you can flip me a message on my website. So social medias um, should be linked somewhere in the show notes or should be said, but it's just core management consulting. And then my website is coremc.co.nz if you want to go over there because I love you guys' feedback. I love all the support you guys are giving me. So, let me know if that's something you want. And I know that I talked about on my previous one creating an episode on the five different types of organizational culture. Um, so, I'm still looking at doing that at some point. Um, I just have to find a few hours to work on it. So, that is coming. I have noted it down as something that I need to look into and work on. So now let's get back into the three from the employer and I'll try and link every point back to culture and how it affects um, the business culture. So we'll first discuss the organization's values, which should be very closely linked to how they portrayed as uh, their culture to everyone. So the first point under that in the diagram is to the present and the historical business performance so you may not think that that has an impact on the culture but if the business is going downward then people are going to see that trend and they're going to have a different opinion about the business. If the business is growing and it went from a small tiny little bakery maybe and then it's gone increased in present times, and maybe they've branched out and gotten a few different stores around the country, then that will also impact what people think of your business, which is essentially how people will look at your culture, because your culture is what people think and how you react to everything. There's the customer focus which uh, obviously customers are someone that interacts with your business. So the way that they see your business impacts your culture because if your culture is customer-focused, then you, your customers will have a positive thought about that business when interacting with you. They'll enjoy that experience. They'll keep coming back for more. If the customer has a bad experience, then they're more likely to go somewhere else. And then they may tell other people that, oh, don't go there they aren't very good, and so that is going to impact your culture, because then it's going to be seen as a negative business, and not a positive one. Trust and respect, so I guess that goes from, you know, top of the chain all the way down, like is there trust and respect within every single member of the team that is working for that organization, or that business, that is going to have a huge impact on the culture, because if people aren't trusting everyone else, they're going to be going behind people's backs. There's not going to be truth-telling. There's going to be people holding back from saying what they really want to. And it's going to create quite a toxic workplace to be in. Which then leads into the next point, which is employee welfare. Which obviously, the the people that are seen currently in society as having like a positive business culture are typically the ones with high employee welfare. Those two are very highly linked at the moment. And you can understand why because back in, you know, the day, it probably wasn't seen as much to have that work-life balance and to have your employees happy. It was just about getting the job done, whereas more and more these days, it's about having that employee welfare of the balance between a home life and a work life and making sure that people are happy and they're well taken care of and all that kind of thing. So... That definitely all very closely links to how everyone's going to see your business and the culture of how everyone reacts acts with one another. So that's definitely a huge part of business culture. And then the next point is rewards. So recognition and how people are rewarded can be seen as your culture. And it's definitely closely linked to the culture because um, some people... A lot of businesses give out presents at Christmas, you know, you might get like a voucher or something for your hard work, so that's showing appreciation, so that's going to boost morale, which then links back to employee welfare and that trust and that respect that you feel from your employer if you get a gift. Obviously not everyone can do that, so there's different ways of doing that. You may get a Christmas bonus instead, or you may get taken out for a nice lunch, If there's nothing that happens around Christmas time, that kind of just makes you feel like maybe you didn't put in the hard work or maybe they don't respect you and trust you. So that links back to those first values. And then um, appraisal and performance reviews and how performance is managed. Obviously very closely linked because if your culture is based on people doing the bare minimum, then... There's going to be a lot of people who aren't getting that recognition because your your culture is for people just to do the bare minimum. If there's a culture for everyone to be very, very highly successful and work a ton of overtime, then the people who may be doing that overtime but not to the fully extent aren't probably going to get that appraisal that they deserve because it's just seen as, oh, well, you, you know, you're just doing what's expected. So that is definitely closely linked to how everyone's seen and how it interacts with the type of culture that you have. And then the last one is remuneration and uh, incentive bonus, which I kind of really talked about with um, the rewards at Christmas time or that kind of thing, but this would be general pay and any type of incentives. Obviously, salespeople are probably more likely to get incentive bonuses I'm not really familiar with too many different types of industries that give out that other than salespeople. people in pretty much all different industries would probably get an incentive bonus when they obviously get a sale to encourage that. But remuneration is really just are you getting paid what you're worth for what you're doing and that can highly affect the culture because if you are wanting to keep positive good people in your organization that believe in your culture, believe in the business and work hard to help the business get to where it needs to go, you're going to have to pay them the relevant rate for that hard work and for their role. If you as an organization are just paying the bare minimum, you're probably only going to get the bare minimum. So that's going to highly impact the type of culture that people have and the ability that you're going to get out of your employees. So that is very important. The organisation design. And so that includes like the structure and shape of the organisation. I'm not sure if I've talked in depth about that. I think I was planning on doing a whole separate episode on uh, the different organisational structures, which I should probably note down and do. For now, I will just try and give a br- very brief explanation. Um from what I remember from my studies because obviously I don't have any notes on that directly in front of me. Um, So the structure and shape of an organization from what I remember can either be a horizontal or vertical. So that means that either um, you branch out and you get bigger and it's flatter or it's very like one-on-one-on-one and you have one manager above that and one manager above that and it takes a very long time to get from the bottom person or organization all the way up to the top person but in more of a horizontal you've got more of an expansion so it goes out more like a tree so you've got one main person and that person has got many other people underneath them and then each of those people have many other people underneath them as well so it's more a crossways as opposed to one underneath one and everyone's responsible for one or two people. So this impacts the culture because it impacts how people relate to one another. So uh, culture is all about how everyone relates and how everything is done. So the way that, so if you've got one manager but they're busy dealing with many other employees, then that may impact your thoughts on the business or uh, I'm trying to think of a real life um, scenario like if you've got one leader of a huge team and that's horizontal then that may make you have more of a positive feel about the business because you're working as a team and then I spoke about in the first episode that there's team culture where everyone works together as a team it's very closely related to like the family aspect where a lot of businesses try and you know do that thing where they're like, we're a family, and we work together. On a whole, the way you set up your business can impact the way that people perceive your business. The next one is how work is valued. So that is kind of closely related to what I was talking about in the performance one, where... If work is valued as a bare minimum thing or if work is valued as a, you need to put in that overtime to get to do the bare minimum or like how is the work that you're doing valued and this is where in one of my previous episodes I talked about having or maybe it was an Instagram post I can't remember but I talked about having some sort of like mission statement or value statement or something about each single team within your organization so each team knows its purpose and how purpose is so important for people because it gives them that sense of importance and that what they're doing is important so they need to do it and they need to do it correctly so that's how you can see that people could be valued for their work and then the last point is the employer slash employee employee relationship and dynamic so of course it's going to have a huge impact on culture because it links back to many of the other points because if an employee is uh, seen to have a good uh, relationship with their employer they're more likely to feel happy they're more likely to feel satisfied their employee welfare is more likely to be positive so that's going to make the business be seen as, uh, you know, really good and a great culture for them to work for because you need the employer and the employee to be on the same page. They need to be able to have an open communication where if there's an issue with the employee, the employer can have uh, just a nice easy conversation and they can discuss how to improve the issue. And if the employee has an issue, then they should be able to go and make a meeting with their direct boss or team leader and they should be able to have just a, a nice conversation about the issues and the employer will hopefully go away and see if they can solve those issues and what they can do to help them. So that open communication and it's really the link between employer and employee where your culture really comes together. And that's what is portrayed as a really good culture in today's society because it is that open communication of oh, if you need to go to a doctor's appointment, you can just maybe work a little bit earlier or you can take it during your lunch break or whatever. Like, it's like that flexibility of allowing people to have more of a life than just work um, really gives off that positive culture in uh, today. So that is everything that I'm going to talk about in this episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed all of those little tips and the different aspects that can contribute to the culture because it's literally everything that you do contributes to how people see you and how they interact with you. So um, if you liked it, then please rate this episode and rate my podcast and I'll talk to you guys again next week. Bye!